0: Hey, this is Jennifer and I am drinking a water and I'm wearing my shorts and t-shirt pajamas. Hi,
1: I am Heather. I am wearing my black tank top with my sleep shorts and I am drinking a cup of coffee with a splash of whiskey and a splash of Kahlua in it and it is delicious. I'm Natasha and I am drinking wine and wearing pajama pants and t-shirts. Sounds comfy. I know we're kind of, you know, maybe we should spice it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing a lace teddy. I'm not. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't do that. I guess it's just that we're all about the comfort, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants to know that we're wearing teddies. So, (laughs) you know.
1: Some people might. I don't know. We really don't want them to know that. Those would be the creepy people. I went through my closet and I found like three 90s and I was like, I don't think
0: I've ever worn these. Why do I have them? Well, next podcast episode, Tasha, guess what you're wearing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have my special occasion
0: ones, but we're not, gonna that. <laughs> we're not there
1: yet. No, 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 no. We'll wait later for that one.
0: So we are three very mature women right (laughs) in our pjs and our sophisticated drinks Mm -hmm. um and we like to read about women who are just like us right yes absolutely what i've noticed a lot especially lately for some reason is a lot of the books that i'm finding um feature younger characters which i mean i love a good young adult or new adult college romance kind of thing, but every now and then I want something a little more relatable to me um, as an older person. (laughs) So we had the opportunity to chat with an author who sort of feels the same way and brings life to a lot of um, stories that feature more mature characters, um, but still with some of that spice that we like in some of those other stories.
1: And that her author would be Freya Barker, who is a USA Today bestselling author who loves writing about ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Driven to make her books about real people, she creates characters who are perhaps less than perfect, each struggling to find their own slice of happiness, but just as deserving of romance, thrills, and chills in their lives.
0: Here's our interview with Freya Barker. So I am a new to you reader, basically. Um, um, so I've read a couple of your books. I was just on vacation last week and I read um, Keeping Six and Hit and Run because I know that your past series is the the release that you have coming up. Yes. Is part of that. So yeah. one of the things that I just found fascinating in general is you kind of started writing the same way I started writing, and that was you had like one story. Um, and then it evolved, like it wasn't supposed to be more than that. <laughs> exactly. It was,
2: it was one, it was actually, because I was, I had a blog and I was very active in reviewing and um, I, I got sick and tired of of, you know, the reading about people my kid's age you know, the 20s, and and it's like, all right, I get enough of that in real life, that angst kind of feedback. And I wanted to, I want to believe that, that you know, romance is possible at any age. And at that point in time, that was early um, 2014 that I started writing, was in January that year. I just thought, you know what? if I suck at it I suck at it I'm not like other a lot of other authors who you know had this dream their whole life and they've always been kind of penning I couldn't even journal like I I I hated essays I hated like doing reports on books and stuff like that in school I hated it Uh, but I always had a good sort of imagination and so I said you know to myself well let's try let's see what happens and so I wrote Slim to None, and of course the characters, or Emma's character, the main character, is very, very similar to yours truly because that's <laughs> what you write from your own perspective, right? So, um, so yeah, and that's, and then I can stop. It took me eight months to write that book. It took me three months to write the next one, and since then I've been on like and a month and a half to two months per book so i'm trying to pace myself Mm. last year was nuts with release i did 10 i think yeah Uh, this year is there's five novels and um three shorts or novellas so so it's a little better paced
1: what was your um easiest book to write so far and what was your hardest
2: I find um, my easiest book was probably, although it took me eight months because I had no clue what I was doing, uh, but my easiest book was probably my first one simply because um, I had no expectations of myself. I had no expect. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that people other than, you know, my mother. (laughs) (laughs) What would read the book? So I had no clue. And I had zero expectations. I find with every book that you release, it becomes harder to be original. It becomes, and I love my suspense plots and I love my twists. Like, but I don't know what it's going to be when I start a book. I am a total fly by the seat of my pants. The characters I've got fleshed out, I have an idea of what is going to happen in the plot in big outlines, but I don't, I often don't know who did it until maybe 75% into the book. <laughs> like, then it's okay, everybody's thinking it's this guy and this guy or person, whatever. So I have to make it somebody else. I have to, but it has to fit. So, and I do that because that way you don't leave inadvertent clues. You can walk by, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> That's Hobbs. Hobbs is running around the house, um, but uh, you you inadvertently uh, uh, start leaving crumbs if you know beforehand that um, you know who who is the culprit in the end. So, so I have to say, every next book, although. Uh, Lost and Found was probably harder than this last, because I just finished writing my um, uh, what is going to be my September release. Um, So that's in the bag now. But uh, that was a fairly easy one. That went easy. I think Lost and Found so far was the hardest one, because it's also one that's supposed to round off that series, more or less. I may come back to it later, but I want people to be satisfied now. So... Yeah, that that probably was my hardest, and I'll probably say that with the next one that I write.
0: So, that's I have it. a question. Since you said that the one you just finished is September, I mean that's several months away. Do you do you try to write your book so quickly? Because it seems like so many authors lately are having to push back their release date because they're so writing and they've picked a date. Do you like working that way better of you've got it six months out and, and you know, you're that you're that in advance.
2: I want to be in advance. I've seen, I mean, I've seen so often that yeah. authors put out a release date or even put a pre-order up and then they have to start pushing and then it's panic time. Last minute time, mm-hmm. well, how confident can you be about your product? If you leave it to the last minute, like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I have dates. I have dates that I'm aiming for in terms of release, but that doesn't mean that they'll be met. I'm not going to spread those around unless I'm absolutely sure that I can make it. I need, if I push myself, I need about, um, six, um, six weeks to write a book. Uh, and, and that's a sort of a, an, an, a guesstimate. And I'm a structured writer. So I will, well, once I get started on a project, I will want to write every day and I will try to write about 2000 words a day. If I do more, great. If there's a day that I do less, then that's fine too. But yeah, I want to plan ahead. I actually I'm I'm disappointed with myself because I want it by July, I want it to be done with this whole year so that the second half I could start writing my books for next year.
1: There are authors who are like two years ahead. I mean, seriously. Oh yeah. I know. And you know, and it's funny when you know they're two years ahead and then they're posting, I just finished writing. This book. And you're like, Wait. but I think but honestly though, I think it's really smart to do it that way because you if something, God forbid, comes up, you know what I mean? You're done. And yeah, yeah. um, we've all read those books that you know were done last minute, and it could have just been so much better.
2: Well, and that's too and too much work goes in. Well, you'd have to agree. I mean, so much work goes into a book. And so much energy and focus is spent on it, and to then rush it through the most important—well, not the most important, but the second most important part—is the fine tuning of everything and the cleaning up of everything. And it, which I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to rush it through like that. It, I mean. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how long your books are, too. Some people write books that are 60,000 words, or some write, you know, anywhere, well, up from
1: there. So it
2: depends on what you write. Now, you
1: you do your own covers, am I wrong? Am I yeah. right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean... How do you? I I can't wrap my brain around that because that just takes so much. I mean, you're already writing the book, and it's so you're so creative on that end, and now you're you know you're doing graphic design. Like like, how did you self teach yourself that? Or did you already have a background?
2: I was a that was my background, and why okay. I was still uh, well, that's one of my backgrounds. There are many of those, but yeah, graphic design was one of my backgrounds, and. um, um before i actually started writing i was doing covers for other people already i was doing uh, graphic design and um and so for me a cover once i have a concept down for a series the subsequent covers are easy because the concept is there the concept is the hard part now there are some covers that i've given out of hand just because I was I was so, for instance, my um, uh, Portland main series, which was, all, I had done all women's faces in profile and I was so stuck on that, but they weren't selling cause there was a woman on the cover. But I also didn't want a man on the cover because those books are almost women's lit. Uh, so, so, you know, th- so I, I ended up going to another graphic designer and say, do something with this do do something with this series so now they have different cof- covers which are totally graphic covers and um and they're doing a little better with with those covers so
1: well i have also have to agree with you about um women's i call consider it women's fiction i mean with a romantic element in it yeah um yeah. and i would definitely consider from dust you know how i feel about that book it's a, so beautiful it's also jamie's favorite and she my best friend talked me into reading it and it like and i had already read your other books and when i read that you know it for me it just felt so different and i get where you're calling it women's fiction because there is a difference between women's fiction and just straight up romance i mean yes there's romance in it you know but i think it definitely has a strong literary feel well to it.
2: it's the it's the evolution of the women in those books that yeah. are central and so, uh, yes, there's and I even uh, have dual point of view just because I like that way of writing. I like that w- because it allows you not to go into too much context detail in in a narrative. Um, I try to steer away from there. Narr- I, I, I like it dialogue driven uh, most of my books. So, so. Um. Yeah it's it's a, it, it was it's, it's, hard. it's hard to market cuz technically it's a different audience that you get there's heat in the books it's just mm-hmm. as spicy as the other books mm-hmm. but it's it's
1: not so um i guess it's a little more depth in the, the it's not driven just by the relationship it's driven by um the characters um like what she goes through in the revelations that she has and her development Right. Um, and then the relationship is second. It doesn't make it any less beautiful, but it's more about how she evolves and her journey than their journey together. They happen to choose to be together in the end, you know what I mean? Which is great. And it's spicy like your other books, but, um, the, what makes it seem a little different is, is her journey. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that was the idea. And that's also why it wouldn't have suited the women's faces suited, in my opinion. But then that's me. And sometimes you can't really be uh, objective in terms of, uh, you know, what needs to go on the cover uh, for for the book. So that's why I gave that out of hand when I noticed that that woman that woman's face that was. Spoke to me so much wasn't speaking to the general public. So,
1: so back when you first started writing, um, how many people were really writing mature characters? I can't remember that there are a lot of them. Kristen
2: Ashley did some in their 30s. Uh, I guess Tack Allen was the oldest character at that time that she yep. wrote, so she had the men older. Oh, wait a minute, what's the, the other? Will. The will the will? Well, yeah, but I was already writing when she wrote the will. Um, yeah, so so, but other than that, there there weren't any or not many that would write, or if they were writing older characters, it would automatically become more of a like a Christian or a, a, what they call more a sweet romance, um, as opposed to steamy. So yeah, so that that was um I guess I was the the first one one of the I won't say the first one because I haven't read all the books, but who sort of focused solely on an older age group. So you a yeah, trailblazer.
1: <laughs> huh? I said you were a trailblazer. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> don't be modest. Come on, stop. Well, not intentionally.
2: It was totally self-serving because I found that interesting to write about because I could relate to it. So uh, I had no noble intentions. No, no. (laughs) I just wanted to write something that I would be interested in
1: reading. So. So, okay. So how many more releases do you have this year? You have a past series coming in July. You have another release in September and then you're done for the year? No, oh,
2: then I have no, uh, okay. another one. So, okay, okay. So what's releasing it's it's lost and found is in July. And then I've decided to do them two months apart. And then I have um, uh, Edge of... Um, <laughs> I can't remember my own. <laughs> Okay, oh, cheat, cheat, uh, quickly, <laughs> quickly. Uh, okay, yeah, so September is is on call, is an on call. That's in the Susan Stoker series, and it's called Watching Trin. And then in um, November is an Arrow's Edge book, and I haven't quite got the title down. Well, I think I may. It may be... Um, uh edge of reality maybe that's a working title right now so
0: do you, love, enjoy, um, do you enjoy writing in, in other people's worlds um well i've done
2: only two so susan stoker absolutely she's um her world has opened up a world for me it really um gave my readership a boost. A lot of the people who read in her world or who read her books um really seem to enjoy my books as well. So they seem to slot in really well. I I try to limit myself to two books a year for a world because of business reasons, basically. But it is it, it's also out of business consideration that um that I keep writing in it. And and it's the on call series is so popular that um, you know, people I I would lose half the readers of my other books if I stopped writing I love that by. series. I do.
1: I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, so
2: and it's nice because it's all it's all blent together. It mixes in with the edge like it's such a community. It's it's becoming a world of its own, that whole Durango scene that I'm playing into so uh so yeah the uh, i i enjoy that and and to to um the other one that i've written in is corinne uh, michael's um uh oh salvation, salvation society thank you oh. this is you know this is it's men okay men oh brain so Yeah. So I've written one in there and I mean, I do have ideas to write in that one again, but it doesn't, it hasn't sort of generated the same kind of hunger yet. It's also a very new world, right? And she's taken on, there's a lot of different authors in there, a lot of very new authors um, who, who are, are uh, stepping in there. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I've got my focus on certain books. I don't wanna, cause I'm already pretty diversified writing in three different series and then some add-ons here and there or some standalones, but I wanna finish, start clearing out my schedule with some of them uh, so that I can do something else for next year for one. So,
0: yeah. So one of the things that I found super interesting when I was just reading um, or actually listening on Audible to hit and run um, was I just found it fascinating for me, particularly because I'm a behavior analyst. That's what I do by day. And I saw that um, the character as soon as I like, you know, my my feelers went up as soon as I heard that. And I think her name was Brie. Is that right? Am I messing that up? Okay. no. Nope. Um, I have like post chemo brain, so I don't remember everything. <laughs> um, but I she does behavior analysis for um like on the forensic side, like the crime side. Um, so of course I was like, oh, that's awesome. I hope she has a book and then I like looked further and I was like, oh, it's her book that's coming out. I was so excited for that. <laughs> Can you tell me maybe just a little bit about like what that was like, kind of putting all that together for her? Um, it, well, it's interesting
2: because her book, she does, uh, the, you've only read the first one in that series, so throughout the series, there is kind of an underlying, uh, tension between Brie and their boss, Janis Mazur. And so there's something like throughout the three prior first three books. There is this tension that readers are picking up and it's like, what's going on there? What's going on there? And so um, um, that comes out in the, uh, in the last book that's coming out in July. Um, and, and one of the things that Yanis does is Bree knows him too well. She reads him too well. Uh, she's probably the only one who does because he's one of those guys, you know, everything gets shut behind the doors. He's the responsible one. He's the, you know, he runs this business. He looks out for his operatives. And then, then there's, there's Bree who can see right through his shell and he knows it. And so there's a lot of play going on there. And so in, <clears throat> this final, or this not necessarily the final book, but for now the last book, which is Brian Yanes, um, uh, he has been sending her off on. He's trying to. She's getting too close to him, and so he's trying to shove her off in uh, doing uh, stupid assignments like all the other guys. I, you know, that he's he's working at pushing her away, and so. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the premise of that story, but there's there's interesting dynamics going on there that she gets to pick at. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be. I'm I'm curious to know what people read into that and and. But I'll, what I'm saying is there's there is a little uh, uh, of her expert, expertise required uh, in this story, so that'll come out too.
0: that
1: sounds fun i can't i can't wait i'm super excited to read this book i know
0: i i literally finished finished listening to hit and run this morning because i wanted to have finished it to talk about it today yeah so i'll be listening to the rest shortly i'm sure (laughs) i'm um i'm i'm more
2: like i um i do a lot do do a lot of research on my characters but a lot of what i write is um is also things that um in terms of their thoughts and feelings and and backgrounds are just things that i can understand or identify with and so that gets fed into my characters i i, I mean from what you see what you experience and what you hear uh about relationships and and emotions and and so that gets written into um, into my characters a lot so a lot of personal touches (laughs) like the like this like in hit and run for instance Rosie's uh Rosie's mother who is uh who has Alzheimer's and we had just been we were we deal or we dealt at the time with um, uh, I had a father who was uh, had severe PTSD post world war 2 and um uh was uh deteriorating very quickly with dementia and the combination makes for very volatile at times and so i used that in the because i was so preoccupied with it that got put into the book uh with that and that often happens things that you know you can touch on in real life so
1: well, I think that's what sets you apart from a lot of other authors too, because your books aren't aren't so fantastical. They are ripped out of headlines. They are everyday people issues. They are, you know, very real. And I think that's why everyone enjoys your book so much.
2: I think it's because I'm a little, uh, I'm Dutch. I mentioned that. And uh, the Dutch tend to be very pragmatic. So we don't, you know, we don't, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I'm a, an eye roller. If things it's like, Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I'm that person,
0: you know, so Maybe when I'm, I'm writing, and didn't know it. Pardon, I can be an eye roller too.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I'm that's how that. I write if I roll my eyes at what I'm writing down, if it's goes too far, then you know, then I can't put it on paper. And I'm so jealous right now
1: heather I know, I know i know stop i was trying to be cool but i was like because mm. i'm drinking so i have a cigarette so
2: oh, I oh wish I was, I wish, too. yeah rub it in
1: i'm sorry so i wish i was on Dana's porch with you that's all i have to say yes it's, it's the weather's really nice here right now it was. but um but yeah let's do something fun let's okay. do um we came up with an idea of maybe doing a, um like coke or pepsi type questions for you you
2: know what I
0: mean? Okay, so- you that concept, foreigner here. Coke over Pepsi? <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Oh, so kind of like a would you rather? Like, would you choose Coke over Pepsi? Oh, okay, gotcha. Kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. I cats do or dogs? Like that kind of. Does stuff. it need an explanation too?
2: No.
0: <laughs> <Why Okay>. No. <laughs> Good. All right. You want me to start? Um. Strawberry or vanilla ice cream? Vanilla. Mm, Me too. Good choice. Always. Because you can (laughs) combine
2: it with everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Beer, wine, or spirits? Wine. (laughs) I didn't think of one. (laughs) Pepperoni or cheese pizza? (laughs) Cheese. Mm.
1: Always the cheese. Every day, all day. Cheese. All the cheese. Like all extra, the cheese. extra extra cheese. Yes. Different kinds of cheese. Yes, I agree. How about um coffee or water?
2: That's not a choice. Those are both. I know. <laughs> I, but you drink
1: a lot of coffee like I do, remember? I drink I water
2: all so that's all I drink in a day. I drink coffee in the morning, a cup of coffee, or maybe two on the weekend. And the rest of the day, I drink water. I drink water like a fish. So it's an impossible time, answer for
0: me. <laughs> cats, cats or dogs? Did you say, like, what milk or chocolate milk or something?
2: Milk or chocolate milk? Milk. But then asked,
1: um, cats or dogs? Cats or do- dogs? Me too. Do- uh, <laughs> I know, right?
0: Little Tucker. I can't yeah.
1: wait to see more pictures of him. Um summer, winter, fall or spring. What seasons they Fall. Well, you live in Canada so you get all that snow. So I can imagine you get sick of it after a while.
2: When I moved here first, look, cuz I mean when I was little in Holland, like in the 60s and the early 70s, we still had winters. Those winters are basically gone. Now they cheer when there's snow on the ground there. Um, and it, cause it never lasts, it falls, it's there maybe for half a day and then it's gone and it's little bits. Um, so when I first came to Canada, it's like, oh my God, the snow, it was all about the snow in the winter. And uh, now it's more the fall. I like the fall. I like the temperatures in the fall.
1: So yeah. I have a tough question for you. Oh, and I know you might not be able to answer this, but I always like to ask this to every author: Who is your favorite character you've written? You have to only pick one, male or female doesn't matter. Who is your favorite character you've written? Mm.
2: Yeah, you always want to say you always oh. want to say the last character, but I really liked
1: Taz. Oh, I liked him too. <laughs> I like him too. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Dylan lover, Dylan Barnes, and yes. um, Taz and is Trump. a
2: woman. Taz is a woman. I have I don't think I read that book. Bonus I don't kisses.
1: I that's yeah, I don't that's the one that you know Heidi tried read. to and I was afraid to read. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you, you. know me, but um, I like Dylan Barnes. Um, yes, and I love Trunk's book. I love
2: both of them. Yeah, Trunk, I like, I like Trunk too. Trunk is a, a kind of a cool, he's kind of one of those, Um, he's got his, he's multifaceted, very, very multifaceted because he comes across, well, first he's big and black. So he's got that first impression going. Then he's a biker, he's got that going. He's member of an MC, but he's a child psychologist. You know, so, and that's, I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah, the contrast. He in has it. so
1: many layers and he's, he's not, he's the definition of don't judge a book by its character, you know. Oh, and, and they, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's so layered and, you know, who would know da- down deep? He's like this great big giant marshmallow and he's just <laughs> so amazing. They all are. They all are, crazy. but he, I think he was probably, he to me Regan was the biggest surprise because he was so broody and so cranky, you know, in in other books. So reading it and finding deep down in that in that protective, you know, mode that he was in and how his capacity to love yeah. so completely. So I adored I adored it. Yeah, it's fun.
2: Do you have any other questions
0: before we wrap this up? Um, I just have two questions for you. What do you like to sleep in? <laughs> we are the Cocktails and Pajamas Podcast. Sleep? I
2: have a I have a sleep shirt. It's just basically an oversized T-shirt. Something I cannot. Sleep stand anything wrapping around my knees, my legs, mm. because my legs move all the time. And I also have to have them cold. So they stick out. I usually I'll have this part of me is covered. Like I wrap <laughs> it around my ear. And then from my knees down my feet, and my legs are flapping in the wind because they have to be cold. You do? Yes. I, yeah. say,
1: I think it's <laughs> menopause. So yeah, it too. could be. It could because. be. Because I get hot and then I get cold and then I get yeah. hot and I always wake up and my legs are out, but I am like I have like a fleece in July around my shoulders. It's crazy. It makes my husband <laughs> crazy. I'm sick. So so. And your favorite cocktail? How about that?
2: Uh oh oh oh. There's one that I would drink. They could wake me up in the middle of the night and I would drink it, and that is a jalapeno margarita. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Lime, jalapeno, tequila, a little bit of salt. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I had it for the first time in Vegas. When was that? In 2000? Was it 2014? I think it was 2014 that I was there. She wants that recipe. She wants to
0: try it. <laughs> Me too.
2: <laughs> I'll have to find it. I'm sorry. Robin, my, and my eyes are really itchy. Um, um i'll have to find i've never made one myself but i've ordered them i know how to order them <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay it's always nice when someone else makes you a drink and you yeah. don't have to do it yourself Otherwise,
2: a mojito yeah. i wouldn't mind the mojito i like those from time to time too I'm, I'm into the mexican stuff i
1: guess yeah right well thank you so much for joining us we had such a good time chatting with you no and thanks. So. All thank you beautiful. We're all looking forward to your next book releases July 12th, correct? That's correct. Yes, Yes, I will be buying it and reading it, so I can't wait.
0: Thank you so much for having me. All right, so wasn't that fun? Freya's books can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Apple Books, Google Play, Audible, and Paperback. Find her on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and on her website, www.freyabarker.com.